0: Hey, it's Ashley with School and Life, and I'm excited to share that I am relaunching the Mentor Me Accelerator. That's right, in August of this year, just a few weeks away, I'm inviting five new women into the Mentor Me Accelerator. If you're looking for clarity and expert level direction in the next stage of your career, this high impact six week accelerator for new and mid-level professional women is for you. I'm so excited to help five new women Realign, Real revamp, and relaunch their career this year. I know for many of you, you feel like throwing 2020 away, but I promise you it's not over and you will benefit from my guided support and the small group. Um, strategy sessions for a complete career transformation this year. I'm only inviting five women into this program. Um, The June cohort went so well, and it's wrapping up this uh, month, and I'm excited to invite five more women into this program. The first step for you to be a part of the August cohort is for you to schedule your free mentor moment session to see if you're a good fit. You can do that at mentor-me.org backslash accelerator today. That's mentor-me.org backslash I cannot wait to serve you. If you are a woman who has struggled with aimlessly searching for new jobs without being able to advance in the search process, feel overwhelmed or fatigued by constant applications um, and not get, getting any advancement, or you're unable to secure a salary and the visibility in your career field, you need to be a part of the accelerator. It's time to apply strategy to advance from where you are to where you want to be, and you can do so by applying for the Mentor Me accelerator at mentor-me.org backslash accelerator. I can't wait to show you. Hey, this is Ashley.
1: Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School and Life, a weekly
0: podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. If you haven't recently, make sure you check out our website at schoolonlifepod.com. So this week in Mentor Moment, um, I am talking all things supervisors, bosses, and leaders in the world of work. If there's one thing that I talk to women about um, in the world of work, it is their supervisors. I often say that women don't leave jobs; they leave bosses, and it's so true that your relationship with your supervisor—or lack thereof—honestly um, um, can be detrimental or really supportive and encouraging for your career. Um, and unfortunately, um, there aren't a lot of great, um, encouraging, supportive, and thoughtful supervisors out there. And I think that so, in so many ways, um, the world of work is um, uh, being uh, having a disservice towards women because of this. Um, but I think one of the ways that women can really advance at work and do so in an intentional and strategic way is by learning more about their supervisors, learning how they tick, and then leveraging what they learn, leveraging that knowledge to really get what they want at work. And so um, in this week's mentor moment, I talked specifically about the top three types of supervisors. So these sort of very targeted uh, archetypes, right, of how most supervisors engage um, and um, what you can do to really be intentional about You know, working with these people and honestly, like leveraging who they are and how they show up and honestly their egos to get what you want out of the world of work. Um, And one I specifically want to talk about um, as we sort of enter into this conversation and today's episode is um, the big picture boss, right? Like, this is a person who considers themselves a visionary of sorts. Um, I'll be honest to share that I'm definitely a big picture boss. I am the type of person who loves a vision, a five point plan. Give me an executive summary I need to see where you going in six months one year three years five years and if you come to me with like some data and some metrics and a personal story about passion and your interest in the field I'm like can you sum this up in a who what why when where how much document and then submit that to me via email I'm not really trying to talk to you about your ideas sis I need to see what it looks like on paper and I need to see a timeline of how this is gonna like flow out like over time Um, And so if you are, if you have a supervisor like me, um, where like this is a person who's like a big picture, like they need to see the big idea, like, you might be frustrated by working with them because you're trying to bring them data. You're trying to bring them the info. You're trying to, you know, bring them the, the stats. Or you're talking to them about how all the other people want to see this. And you talk to your customers and your clients or your your community, and they want to see this. And all they want to see is the vision. All they want to see is the big picture. And so in the video, I really talk about these very targeted, very specific like types of bosses and how to engage them in a more meaningful way because why one of the reasons why you're frustrated is because you're not speaking their language um and in the world of work it's so important that we are on the same page and we're having the same kinds of conversations and so i really want to provide a high level of support to you when it comes to um like leveraging who your boss is Uh, to get what you want and so I do that in this week's video what I'm excited to share is that actually this um, strategy um, is a a part of my strategy around managing up and this idea of like really like leveraging who your boss is and leveraging what you need to get from them to get what you want and and what you want might be more money right what you want might be more visibility what you want might be more flexibility and autonomy like whatever it is that you want out of your career and out of your world of work um, I believe it can be achieved by managing up and managing up is is actually one of the six um, series the live session series that i uh, um, offer in the accelerator and so like the video will kind of prime you for that conversation but the video is literally just one slide from one session <laughs> of the six session series that is the mentor me accelerator so if that like made you feel good and like you feel like you got something imagine what you could get out of an entire session not even a session with you and four other women who would be a part of the cohort or the entire se- six session series plus the follow-up sessions that I offer as well. And so um, I know that that's really going to help you position yourself well um, in July um, as you sort of start to work with your boss in a more intentional way. And um, of course, if you want um, some some strategy to really advance your career this year, I want you to be a part of the Mentor Me Accelerator. You can apply for that today at mentor-me.org backslash accelerator. So next up is I digress and we are continuing our um, July summer school series uh, with a new guest. I'm so excited to invite, Booney, um on to School and Life podcast. Uh Booney is a podcaster uh, and host of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, a podcast that we uh, Marcy and I have had the pleasure of being on. She's a comedian, even if she wouldn't call herself that, and she is a joy to follow on social. Um, her friends describe her as fiery, fearless, uninhibited, and bold and sassy. And everything that I know about Boonie um, is authentic and intentional. Um, I've had the pleasure of um, just hanging out with her over dinner pre COVID, and just being in her presence is a joy. Um, she's somebody you want to be in the room with and someone you want to be connected to. She's straightforward and compassionate a natural born leader, um, and someone I'm so glad that the internet connected, um, uh, Marcy and I with welcome to school and life podcast for me.
2: Oh, thank you. That was so nice.
0: Talk take about me, me anywhere more.
2: with you. Yeah. take, take <laughs> me anywhere. I can introduce you anywhere. I do this. I do this. Yes. Talk about me more.
1: <laughs> Isn't nice. it so nice to hear people pat you on your back?
2: <laughs> it is. And it's funny because I know where she pulled some of that from, And I hate talking about myself. Um, And so when I came with that idea, I was like, I can get other people to do it for me.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, definitely welcome. We're so excited to have you here. So just to go ahead and dive into this conversation, 2020 has been a doozy. So what has your 2020 hashtag quarantine life looked like from March until now?
2: 2020 is the year no one thought it would be, um, but the year that everyone needed at the same time. And since March, I've been really good and really diligent about taking this shit seriously um, and being in the house and using Instacart, even though I hate it. Um, it's convenient, but I don't like the upcharge. Uh, <laughs> so I've been doing all of these things to make sure that, you know, I stay safe. I feel like in the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to go out and do takeout versus delivery for dinner, uh, meeting up with friends, but we're six feet apart in someone's yard. It's still like five or six of us. It's not a lot. But I honestly now feel crazy because I'm looking on Instagram at people and life is normal. And I'm like, am I the crazy one? <laughs> You are not the crazy one. Like, I, I
0: feel like I've been sheltered in place for, for my entire life, it feels. And I feel like, you know, when you when we think about, you know, how COVID has impacted us, um, you know, there's been an economic decline, there's been an increased activation in social justice, and the public um, health space, you know, people are literally dying from this illness, um, and everyone is sort of changing their routines um, when it comes to their public health. Can you talk a bit more about how, like, um, you know, COVID-19 has impacted your life, your work, um, you know, since March?
2: You know, I can, I, I feel tremendously blessed that I'm able to say my life didn't change much, right? And I feel like it's a population of people who can say that while looking at what happened and it was completely devastated businesses, families. Um, so I'm blessed in that regard with my nine to five. I already worked from home a lot, so that didn't change. My paycheck didn't stop. I didn't miss any meals. My health, Like none of this happened to me. Um, so that was amazing. What did happen was all of my first world luxuries, <laughs> vacations, uh, grooming the facials, the eyebrows, all this stuff came to a halt. And so what it did for me was, it realized, I realized how much money I was spending, like every month. And my best friend has been on this, uh, you know, I'm not gonna have any more consumer debt. And his goal was to do that in a year. And so I kind of hopped in with him in a, like around April. And just from, what is it? What are we in now, July? So just from April to July, I've had my credit utilization on my credit cards go from like 94% to 59%, right? So now my goal is like, I'm trying to have, the, oh, I'm, I'm on it too. I'm gonna have it gone with you. Um, but I'm so blessed to say that versus people who might be like, I maxed out my credit cards to survive. And I think that's okay too, because we're all trying to survive. And I just feel like now it's, it's, it's been a lot. Um. I'm I'm one of the people who's taking a stance with all of the racial injustice and um, Black Lives Matter. Where I ca- I can't ingest all of that all of the time because it just really it does something to my spirit. And I get why people share this and they're doing the post every day, but that's not something I choose to engage in just because I have to protect my mental space. Um, and so it's like dealing with COVID. I'm a caretaker for my grandfather. I, I don't talk about that much on my podcast, but it's like all these other responsibilities. I'm just trying to stay here and sane. So I, you know, I donate, I sign the petitions, but I can't be the person sharing every day. Every day. I, I commend people who can do that, but I can't.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you're talking about protecting your mental health, because I do think that in a lot of ways, this has impacted everybody differently, right? Like you talked about the blessing and Ashley and I and other guests have been talking about like the blessing of quarantine, while also holding at the same time that people are struggling during quarantine, during pandemic, all of this, and I just think that it's, it's important to acknowledge that we're all having different experiences, and whatever that experience is that you're having is okay, but making sure that you protect your mental health, and I know that a part of protecting your mental health is often leaning on the people that we love for strength and for comfort. Um, have you felt supported by your tribe during this time, and what has that support maybe looked like for you?
2: Um, definitely I think the that meme that was going around oh god I fucking hated it um where it was like your friend who hasn't checked on you like cut them off and I'm like (laughs) we are all like are you not seeing what's happening (laughs) and so I am so thankful um for my tribe we check in often I think at the beginning of this I was the person like I thrive off of people's energy. So I was the person FaceTiming you uh, with no text, like, all right, unannounced FaceTime. Um, I was the person organizing the Zooms, which these all these things have kind of died down. But I was that person trying to make sure we had FaceTime. Um, but even my friends, they were still, um, we had our group threads going, we're sending memes, we're trying to make each other laugh. We would do that. I think a group of us had like a every other friday happy hour we're in our bed with a glass of wine or whatever um but even recently this past weekend like um i was supposed to go to my friend's beach house her parents have a beach house in delaware and i was supposed to go but because of a family emergency i couldn't go and um i'm like about to pass out what was the sunday morning and i get no saturday night saturday night i'm about to pass out and i get a text like answer the phone. I keep calling you. <laughs> so I answer, I'm like, I'm asleep. They're like, it's 6 30 PM. Like, how are you sleep? And I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like I was taking care of my grandfather for like 30 hours. Like I have no energy. They're like, well, come to the front door. And my friends who were in Delaware got a friend who lived here around the corner to go get me dinner, a margarita and flowers. And they were like, we are sad you can't be here, but here's dinner. And I'm like, how did you guys know I did not eat? <laughs> um, so stuff like that, like, that is the tribe that I have. And I'm so thankful for them because I don't have a big family. People freak out. I have no cousins on either side. No cousins. Um, Ooh, so my- This is
0: a check-in for the Black delegation we want to <laughs> confirm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, when, when I say that, people are like, how? So my dad is the only child. And my mom was the only one who had kids. So I have no first cousins on either side. It's Wild. So my friends I only are
1: have my- one boony. So okay. I only have one. And she's like thirteen years younger than me.
2: So I get but it. You meet black people, they're like, I have seventy first cousins. <laughs> I'm always the odd man out. Like I don't, I don't have any. Um, so yeah, my friends are my family, and so they really, they really stepped up, and I think we've done a really good job in making sure. Each of us have gotten to the, I'm not going to say the other side because we aren't there, but we've gotten here um, and safe and healthy and sane.
0: Yes. As Marcy often tells me, um, you know, you want to keep them around. Whenever I tell her, my friends are doing this, She's like, yeah, you want to keep them around. Um, So keep them around. I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm so happy to hear that you're being loved on like that. That's what you deserve. Oh,
2: yes. Isn't that great? (laughs) Yes. You
0: deserve. So it's time for some lessons. Um, What's one thing that you've learned about life? What's one thing that you learned about love? And what's one thing that you learned about libations in 2020?
2: Um, One thing I learned about life, you always have to be ready to go with the flow. You can can always try to plan, and that plan can be destroyed. (laughs) You have to pivot, deviate, or something. You have to go with the flow. And I laugh because everyone with that other... uh, Memes, meme culture is ridiculous, but that other meeting where it was like, none of this shit was on my vision board. And I was laughing because I'm like, you know what? I didn't say a global health pandemic, but kind of all this shit was on my vision board. <laughs> Paying down debt, saving money. I didn't put any trips. I put redecorating my house. All of that, all, all that got done. Um, so I didn't say global health pandemic, but that was on my vision you board. You weren't rooting um, for people to die, but you
1: know, <laughs> the other stuff,
0: you know, the residuals. it's the residual.
2: Exactly. So, um, that is what I learned about life. What I learned about love, um, you can get fulfillment and <laughs> love, just not from romantic sources. Now, y'all, it wouldn't be me if it wasn't, you know. I did have a little something for my sanity, a little piece that, but he was getting tested. So I was like, what well, that's I say? If you get tested for your job, we can continue rendezvous. All right, show up. But, <laughs> but my friends and my family, I think, um, love is so much more important than we give it credit for, and it can really take you through some tough times. And so, I think, as long as you make sure that your relationships, whether they're romantic or family or friends, just make sure that they stay a two way street. And it's, it may not always be 50 50, you know, it could be at times you have to give 100 they might have to give a hundred a few months later. So that's love. What was libations? I learned that I am a social drinker. <laughs> I I did not, I think the first two weeks of quarantine, I was going hard, like every night on some type of digital something with a drink. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm drunk. I stopped that very quickly. Cause I was like, I can see where this can go. And so I would have a glass of wine, a little drink. When I would do a little IG live, I might have a drink then. So it's been very sporadic, but I learned, I live alone. I don't like to drink alone. So, but you know, nothing beats a a good glass of wine. Nothing
1: beats, uh, look, life lessons, nothing beats a good (laughs) glass of wine. And I think that all of those lessons were so just on point, especially the one about love. I think that a lot of people really had to learn kind of the hard way that love is very expansive and the definitions that we had of what love was before quarantine lots of people had to renegotiate what that looks like during quarantine so i appreciate you talking about just the expansiveness of it and the the um two-way streetness of it so thank you for sharing those lessons and for me, time is, like, flying. I cannot believe that we're already in July of this year, like, over halfway done with the year. So what goals and intentions do you have for the remainder of 2020?
2: Um, I think, you know, this, my biggest goal is to get this credit card debt gone. Um, my, I set a goal to have majority gone by the mid-November, to have my uh, credit utilization at, like, 15% that's one big goal um the other goal I think professionally is to um not really with my nine to five I'm, I'm pretty comfortable and stable there right now not looking to grow um but I, I will say update my resume at least because I gotten really comfortable I usually do that really quick so that's how I know I'm comfortable here because I haven't even updated my resume um <laughs> but i will make that a point to do that and maybe um start looking for ways to um kind of put myself out there a little bit more at work cuz i have gotten really comfortable with where i am um and then for my own um brand and the boonie breakdown kind of figuring out you know i haven't been one who's pivoted much um during this but i think i've experienced a lot of growth um, my listenership is up. I've been able to get some really big um, names on the podcast, which was, you know, two of these people were reach guests for me. And the fact that I was able to record, that was like, oh, yes. So I think those are some of my more my goals as I'm looking at my next season. Like, okay, put four more uh, reach guests on here and are we gonna have be able to do live shows again? I don't know, but am I have do I have to find a way now to pivot to some digital format? Perhaps I don't know if I like that um, honestly, but I got to figure out something because events were the bread and butter. <laughs> so I think um that's where I'm looking forward to, and I think um just overall, kind of you know even with the whole um paying off debt, I think the biggest thing for me is kind of letting go some of more of the baggage. It's nice dropping weight in whatever form that is. So if I need to start digging a little deeper within myself and go into shit that I stuffed in a closet somewhere, you know, and pull it out and let it go, all right, maybe this is the year to do that. So...
0: Indeed. I love that. And you know, you've been talking debt reduction for a while. I was a part of a, a campaign you were running where you were talking about it and that motivated me. So I want to, I'm so excited that you're like on this journey continuously and um, excited for that, what that weight to drop. Cause I agree, like the freedom that you're going to experience, like when you don't have that debt hanging over your head, girl, it's going to be, it's going to be beautiful.
2: That's the crazy thing. Cause when I did that savings challenge, like I, I was looking at like, my savings account, like, you got money sitting here like just take some of this right now and just pay off one of these cards like (laughs) like that will serve you better than it just sitting right here now so um yeah i just i i do think sometimes you need a big push and so 2020 was the year for me to get this shit going (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, and
0: I'm excited about all the ways that you'll grow and be more intentional at work. Obviously, that's something that I care deeply about. So you let me know how I can help. <laughs> and so what advice, what school and life advice would you give to listeners who feel a bit beat up by 2020? Maybe they're just feeling like a little bit wore out over this year um, and maybe who are looking for an intentional path
2: forward. You know, I think it's okay to feel that way. Um, and I, I, I personally think, how I move in life. It doesn't work for everybody. Cause one of my best friends is always like, I'm so jealous that that's how you can operate. I always allow myself to feel what I'm feeling cause your feelings are valid. Um, but I also give myself a time limit. So like if somebody pisses me off at work, I'll be like, all right, you got 30 minutes to be pissed or whatever about this. And then you got to move on cause you just can't sit in this. Um, and so I do that with with a lot of things like, it, like, okay, you have a week, then you got to get yourself together. And I think, um, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge what they're feeling or what they're going through. And I think that's step one. If you say I'm depressed and I just been laying in the bed, okay, you have to say that out loud first in, in order for you to get a path to correct that. And I think if you are saying, you know, this, this year has worn me out because <laughs> we still got five months and I'm still like, Lord, please, please let the, the end of the year be a better turn than the beginning of the year. Um, but I think always remaining hopeful that you can get out of whatever situation you're in. And it might take you sitting down, talking to someone. Um, if you have a professional, it could be talking to your friends could be talking to yourself, but coming up with a plan to say, this is what, this is where I am. And this is where I want to be. And how do I get there? Cause I feel like so, and I've, I'm guilty of this too. I'm a big picture person like you, Ashley. And sometimes it's hard for me to see the steps in the middle. So I'm always like, all right, I need, I'm just throwing it, I need a million downloads for this podcast. I didn't know if that was attainable. I don't know um but it's so hard like what are you gonna do to get there and that's where I get a little murky and freeze up and so if you have someone use your use your friends lean on them in that way I have friends who are really good at the details all right sis this is what I want to do and then my friend can fill in the holes for me that's what friends are for to me um (laughs) and I think I, I think another thing I've noticed and this is kind of a sidebar um is I think a lot of people have had. Really eye opening experiences about their friend circle um, during this year and some clarity around that. And this has been a very hard year on most people. And so, for people who have still had amazing wins, and I can say this um, with people I know personally, where you notice the person who you thought was rooting for you all along (laughs) is now looking at you sideways because your story is not matching their story. and I think having to grapple with that, thinking people are in your corner and they might not necessarily be there cheering you along. They're just there to watch and try to keep you where you should be in their eyes for them to be comfortable. I think all of these things, it sounds like so much, but I think all of it makes such a big difference when you're trying to you know, change your, change your path in life and correct and goal setting and all this stuff. Like you have to look at the totality of the picture. You just can't say, This one thing, and then I'm gonna be here. I think it just all it all plays. Each role has like a divine part in your life.
1: Yes, absolutely. So basically, a whole insecure episode, right? Like it's the whole season of insecure.
2: Look, we didn't even get there, condola.
1: (laughs) Girl, listen, listen. But it does remind me, though, of, like, what they experienced in terms of what you're talking about in terms of friends and just, like, validating feelings and just having goals and having visions. And so, sounds like a whole insecure season to me. But, you know, (laughs) I digress. Look, I didn't even (laughs)
2: pick up on that, but you're right.
1: we out here um it's divine right (laughs) so Boone, tell us first of all thank you so much for all this wisdom that you shared um with our listeners and with us please tell our listeners where they can learn more about you and your work
2: yes well first of all thank you for having me this was great it's it's nice not to be ratchet all the time Uh, (laughs) um But I am the host of the Booney Breakdown podcast, and it's your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Um, My season just wrapped up for my podcast. I do seasons, but you can find other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. I think I said that. But you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram for social media but it's at The Boonie Breakdown. We're also on Twitter, just at Boonie Breakdown, No the... And you can follow us on the website, uh, thebooniebreakdown.com. So when we're in season, episodes launch every Monday. And season eight will start on Monday, August 31st. But it's a gazillion episodes over there for you to go back, hop in, and see what we're all about.
0: (laughs) And, you know, Boonie, I... um it's true that you are both responsible and ratchet. And I can't believe that we got you to lean so much on your responsible side. I mean, you were talking about caring for your grandfather and having a tribe. I was about to cry. Like, I mean, I just, I'm so proud of the School of Life podcast being able to bring all of this out of you. I just. But if you need a little ratchet, immediately after listening, go and listen to her episode about the nudist community. That will get you right in a real ratchet space. It's
2: so funny. That is still my most listened to episode. Do it
0: on a regular basis. I just go to that one.
2: (laughs) I think the funniest thing about it was my mom put me on to that. She's like, I know this girl who's doing it. I was like, what? And she's like, I'm going to ask her the name of her group. And my mom sent it to me.
0: (laughs) It runs in the family, apparently. So we can't wrap up this week's episode without a little uh, question and answer because you ask people questions on social all the time. And so I asked Marcy (laughs) if we could do a little bit of questions so that um, we could, you know, be authentic to your brand. So I have a series of questions for you. I think these will be softballs, but here we go. Why was Andre three thousand apologizing to Miss Jackson?
2: <laughs> that just came out of left field. Um, that's the song. Shit. Um, I am for real. Never be. He probably was cheating on her daughter. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> he never
1: meant to
0: make her daughter cry. He apologized. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, okay. he's probably cheating.
0: Okay, don't mess with Nivea's what
2: her man her man
0: (laughs) because she's gonna be the one to
2: bring it to you listen let me tell y'all something (laughs) did y'all hear about see here we go ratchet i was waiting for it. it it was a another um she's a big influencer and she announced that she was getting a divorce and she said that one of her followers slept with her husband and that's why they were in a divorce hear about
0: this. i don't know who the person is i just I, i'll send it, like, it second to hand. you please send it to me i did i, I
2: follow hand. her and i
0: hand. and oh my god
1: she i will cut a bitch i'm sorry leave mine alone Don't no, mess. that's, what, that's what you get for putting all your business out On the Instagram. Save some for yourself, love. Say this is for all of y'all. Influencers and entrepreneurs out there. Keep your business (laughs) on
0: social media. Everybody will better have this is why we call uh Mr. Marcy Mr. Marcy. (laughs) 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 Ain't nobody ever seen him. (laughs) No Ever.
1: I don't have time, no slide in nobody DMs. Thank
0: you. How about it? (laughs) Um how long did Kevin how long did Tevin Campbell want to talk?
2: For a minute. (laughs) <laughs> see that's why the problem men be so indecisive right and <laughs> you'll sit here and talk to a man and you'll be like look we've been dating for a minute and they'll be like mm-hmm. and you're like i think we should make it official and then they'll be like no nah, in third grade my daddy didn't pick me up from soccer and i'm still healing like what they just want to talk <laughs> oh. all the
1: time that's all they want to do <laughs> And just for a minute
2: just for a
0: minute, just minute. So, okay last one last one um, i know this one will be particularly um feels very special i know how you feel about her uh her and and friends but here we go what should you do to prove destiny's child that you ain't running game
1: oh. say my name say my name you Oh, that's i
0: wouldn't have gotten boundaries. that <laughs> Not, but you
2: love Beyonce. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, you know, people think because I love Rihanna so much that I hate Beyonce. True story. I don't even know if I ever said this on my podcast. If I lived, I went to Temple University. Lived in Philadelphia for a few years, and I think this was in 04. They had this big Live 8 concert. It was like a reenactment on Ben Franklin Parkway. So me and my roommate, we go out there at three in the morning to scout out a spot. We get a good spot. It's hot as hell because it's like in July, and we're on this Parkway, Ben Franklin Parkway, all day. Destiny's Child comes out. They have on all white. I'll never forget it. Beyonce had on a white mini skirt, this tank top, a white blazer they're singing and I always like I really liked Destiny's Child this is the threesome and Beyonce starts singing something and I stood up and I was like oh my god I love you Beyonce and my roommate was like the hell (laughs) so she used to blackmail me she's like I remember the day that you stood up and proclaimed your love and I did I used to I was in the hive before it was a hive I think the marriage to jay-z is when i, I just can't yeah. that's when Fair. i do the line i just I, so we, if she we. ever leaves i will have dual membership in the navy and in the hive but right now i'm in the honey pot
0: i love it i love it i love it i always tease booty about her she, slight side eye towards Beyonce because you all know that i am the parliamentarian of the beyond and how passionate i marcy and i both are we've had like whole episodes. About, I mean, the School of Life, School of Life, the the podcast is an ode to Queen B. Um. So, but we love the Navy and we love you, Boonie. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> thank you. And look, here's my, here's my Navy story. When Rihanna dropped Pun the Replay, I have come clean about this in my dorm. And I was like, she's going to be a one-hit wonder. <laughs> so, I am a, later. <laughs> Yeah, I joined the Navy when Rude Boy dropped in that video and I was like up oh, sign me up sign me up I'm here so those are my honest feelings yes. about thank Beyonce you for and Rihanna coming,
0: thank you for coming clean this is a this is a space of healing right ain't that what Jada says <laughs>
2: yes no entanglements here okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: it's a space of healing we love it thank you so much for joining us
2: thank you for having me
0: So next up is All
1: Black Everything. Marcy, what do you have for us this week? So this week in All Black Everything, following along with our summer school theme, I have a summer reading list for you. Um, As we are just constantly going through all things in life during this pandemic. I wanted to share some books by Black therapists. It is, July is Minority Mental Health Month, and so I think it's really important. I was gonna talk about this last week, but you know, got (laughs) caught up in the rapture with Hamilton. Um, Still watching it every day. Anyway. It's Minority Mental Health Month, so I wanted to share some books for you all to be able to process your emotions about some of the racial injustices and traumas that we're experiencing as Black folks right now. So one of the books is Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, and all of these books are by therapists, academics, researchers, Um, and so just depending on what you need, they could be helpful. And it's by Dr. Joy Degroy. And um, it talks a lot about just like the generational and historical trauma that has been passed down for Black people and how that has really caused wounds in the institutions um, that have inflicted these kinds of pains on us. So definitely recommend that. The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health is also another really great book that just talks about mental health issues and challenges in general amongst Black people and also navigating the healthcare system as a black person so it's a fairly accessible read which i think is really awesome and it has just tips that you can apply to daily life um healing racial trauma by sheila wise Rowe is also really good the state of black girls a go-to guide for creating safe space for black girls like i know that we talk about being black girls across the age span but this actually is specifically for young black women that are coming of age so maybe like your teenage girls your early college Age girls. That's a really good book for them. Black Women's Mental Health Balancing Strength and Vulnerability by Dr. Stephanie Evans. Y'all know I'm all about vulnerability, so definitely highly recommend this for the Black women out there. Um, Soothe Your Nerves, the Black Woman's Guide to Understanding and Overcoming Anxiety, Panic, and Fear by Dr. Angela Neal Barnett. Also, really great. I think that anxiety is often um either misunderstood or not acknowledged. And so I definitely think it's great for Black women to be thinking about soothing their nerves and addressing their anxiety. Shifting the double lives of Black women in America um, by Sharice Jones and Dr. Kumiya shorter Gooden. Also really great. um, Black families in therapy. This one may not necessarily be like A great one if you're not into, like, (laughs) you're not actually a mental health clinician, but if you want to just understand some more dynamics around Black families, if you know that you have some deep-seated family dynamics that you want to work through, it could also be helpful in terms of information. And then the last one is My Grandmother's Hands, Racialized Trauma and the Pathway to Mending Our Hearts and Bodies by Resmaa Menachem she this is also just a really great book that talks about white supremacy trauma um and how it dehumanizes black people so any of those books especially when you're thinking about just processing and dealing with the racial injustices that we're experiencing right now would be really helpful and then i will be sharing some other resources throughout the month about protecting your mental health thanks marcy and
0: um i um feel like in addition to going to see your license um uh, Clinician every week. I also think that reading in general is a great way to sort of practice mindfulness and just like be in a space, like be in a really good headspace. Um, And I'm excited to share that I am um, relaunching my book club in partnership with uh, one of my good friends, Brie. We're launching the Business Bestie Book Club and um, our first meeting of the book club. I I feel like I'm talking about the Babysitter's Club again. Our first meeting of the book club is this Wednesday. That's Wednesday, July 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, And so if you want to be a part of that, you can still join the book club at members.businessbestiebookclub.com. That's M-E-M-B-E-R-S dot business bestie book club that's all one word, com i'd love to have you be a part of that um we're bu- reading believe bigger um it's our first book and um i'm actually uh, traveling right now and i've just um i'm almost done reading um how we fight for our lives by saeed jones and y'all like this book is like i mean talk about mental health like saeed is like my peer i follow him at um, on twitter at the ferocity and his personal story is just oh it is just a wonder so like you know whether it's the book that book that marcy recommended um or joining the book club or you know some other way that you can sort of practice some reading and some connection um i really encourage that because i feel like reading is a really good practice just to center yourself um Bunny, we're so thrilled that you continue to join us um for these the segments are you you know reading anything right now or do you find reading helpful for just like um practicing being well
2: I need to do better with reading. I used to read a lot. <laughs> I swear I blame the smartphone. But what <laughs> I did um, pick up because I had started and I didn't finish, I, said I was going to finish it before I brought a new book, was I was reading Bell Hooks um, All About Love and um, definitely uh, making lots of notes um, when I'm like, shoo, this is spot on. Because she breaks down love as we were talking earlier. And that's probably why I said that response. But she was talking about. Um, friends, family, and how we pick up this learned behavior as children. And it carries through adulthood with us is how we learn to love. So,
0: yeah, I think it was maybe my little sister that was recently telling me that like like you learn most of how you will like walk through the world by age like five or six. Like you, you pick up a lot of those lessons early on and we stand bell hooks over here. Um, and so having to like unlearn some of that, right, as you get older is why I'm recommending you get a licensed clinical psychologist on your team. I'm a part of your tribe community. I know Marcy is team this. Um, so yes, Marcy, thank you. That was truly all black everything because we're readers, we're scholars and we have to lean into that part of our identity as well. Um, so next up in TVT, speaking of Black folks and scholars, we are going back to high school because this week we are talking Blood and Water. Blood and Water is a South African Netflix original series starring Ama Kumar, uh, Koshi Ganim, and Gail Manbalin. Um, This show came out in May um, and I just watched it over the weekend and oh my goodness, so good. So y'all already know I stand a teen drama. Like, just stand any of these kids acting up. And this was just so good because it was so awesome to see so many dark-skinned, and I'm gonna use Black as a umbrella here, so um, to see so many dark-skinned Black people on film. One of my biggest critiques of my last teen drama, Babysitter's Club, was that um, where were the the Black people or darker skinned Black people? It is just so frustrating to see one shade of people on TV to like to describe the monolith of all that we are. And it's just we see it over and over and over again. So just to see so many like brown skinned Black people on TV, and it was not a show about slavery, although I don't knock those. I think we still have a lot to learn about that part of our history. Um, And how it filters into today was just so refreshing. Um, And I thought that it was such a powerful and moving story. Because it, you know, it was about high school, granted, but it was about family. And it was about sisterhood. And it was about betrayal. And it was about the truth um, and the, the um, series, which no spoilers, um, Boonie and Marcy, because I know that it's on your list, but you haven't seen it yet. The, the series is about a high school girl um, named uh, pooling um, whose sister, Fume, was kidnapped um, as part of a human trafficking network uh, shortly after birth. Um, or at least that's what she thinks. And Poo-ling, um is invite is uh, sort of trying to grapple with being in the shadow of her big sister, who was kidnapped um, and um, how she sort of navigates uh, that and tries to defend her father, who is actually been implicated as part of the human trafficking scheme to give up his daughter for money and again i'm not spoiling anything here um and so like this all comes out like within the first couple minutes um and so the 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 series and the show really takes us through uh pooling's life and her like meeting friends and finding a boyfriend and and connecting with who she thinks may be her sister and trying to kind of basically i don't know uncover whether or not this person is while trying to. like find like vindication for her father who's been implicated in the crime and so again just really beautiful storytelling the lighting whenever like people get lighting for black folk right on tv I like shout like I'm a lighting engineer I don't know nothing about lighting but I know good lighting and I know bad lighting and I know so many people get it wrong and just when I can see the pigment in a black person's skin on tv I'm like oh slow clap like yes they did that and they did that in this show um just the show it really centers um you know south africans and there's no subtitles which is great so does it make it seem like it's some foreign film it really does require you to listen and hear the words and hear the dialect um and when they are speaking in another language um there is but i think that that was really beautiful Um, And what's also exciting is that Blood and Water is going to have a season two. So often when these kind of shows come out, it's like a splash in the pan. Shout out to One Hit Wonders. Um, And, you know, we don't really get to see the fullness of the story. But um, Netflix has promised a season two. Not sure when it will release. Oh, I just saw June. Um, Netflix renewed the series for a second season but we haven't found out when it will release so it has been it has been um renewed and i'm thrilled to hear that so definitely go check out blood and water If you've already seen it make sure you hit us up on um instagram at school and life podcast that's right it's at school and life podcast we want to know if you've already seen it what you think about blood and water um and um i know that you two haven't seen it yet but what attracted you to the show uh boonie and marcy like why is it on your list
2: honestly i i'm i'm not a big um netflix person i always just watch what people tell me to watch and so i'd seen a lot of talk around it and so i was like all right well, let me add this one to my list (laughs) and then once i saw like i watched the trailer on netflix i was like okay it's black people all right i'm gonna watch it
0: (laughs) yeah i love that i don't think you'll be disappointed
2: yeah I'm definitely
1: a Netflix person so we always because we're always on there we always see previews to stuff that comes up on Netflix and I'm a big trailer person like if you get me in the trailer I'm sold so saw the trailer and what I think I enjoy um, a lot about it is that this is not a traditional story that's told for black folks like this isn't usually the kind of role so when I saw the trailer I was like oh we talk about abduction and the sister being maybe somebody else, and then we got all this drama happening. So I was really excited just about different kinds of stories and then it being from a South African perspective and it just not being your typical black exploitation kind of um common role typecast role so I was just really excited to explore that and I really do I actually was thinking about it the other day I'm so glad that you brought it up because I was like it's a show that I said something about blood that I was supposed to be watching so glad that you brought that up because I need to go ahead and turn it back on now.
0: Yes, and we will um, definitely, Marcy and I will talk about it again when she's had a chance to watch it so that you can get the full school and life picture. But thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you connect with our guests, the Boonie and the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. Uh, I know that you're going to enjoy being responsible and ratchet with her. And make sure um, that you um, connect with us on our website at schoolandlifepod.com. Thanks so much for listening. And look out for next week's episode for another School and Life summer school series. School's out. Class. Listen.